Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy Podcast by a Scooby and a Newbie. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. We are at Season 2, Episode 16, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. Original air date, February 10th, 1998. That is a hell of a mouthful. It, yeah. I am surprised that I got through it on my first go. Very well done. Definitely your first try. Mm-hmm. That, I knew you were going to do that as soon as I said it. <laughs> He's going to make them think that wasn't my first try, and there's no way to prove it. <sighs> You tell yourself whatever you need to. It was a pain in the butt to write, though. Before we get into this episode, Michaela, we have some follow-up to take care of. We do! Follow-up from episode 21, whatever that was. Who's to say? It's the first part of the Kendra. What's my line part one? That's the line. Yes, yes. It's from our fan, Nat, who helpfully wrote in to let us know that there actually is a word for canoe in Latin, and it is linter, which is what they said. And they were right. And I'm like, holy crap. So, I mean, kudos to the writers. <laughs> yeah. Why would you ever take the time to look that up, man? I'm so shocked that there's a word in Latin for canoe. For canoe. <laughs> I'm so shocked. Oh, man. But you know what? We learned something today, Dave, and I'm super uh-huh. pumped about it. Linters are not just things found in dryers, turns out. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> there's also like a technical thing that I use day to day called a linter, like software. But oh. That translates less well into general jokes, I feel. No, yeah, no one would have gotten that. But now at work, you can call that a canoe and <gasps> no one will get it. <laughs> no one will understand what I'm saying. It'll be a weird in-joke, like with only yourself. Oh, that sounds great. You should do that. Turns out linters aren't the aren't only for checking that my code is properly formatted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I slay myself. Let's get into this episode, Michaela. Hell yeah. Oh, and thanks to Nat for that. Yeah, go Nat. All right, we start off. It's super dark. We're in a graveyard. This is what we expect from this show. <laughs> what the fuck is Xander wearing? A couch again? <laughs> He he went back for the couch. He took more of its skin. And he made a coat instead of that shirt, right? Yeah, it's a tan blazer that's like velour-y. uh, It's like his terrible polo shirt from Bug Trubs just made into like a a large, over-large blazer. It's... I don't... Like, what's he doing wearing it? I don't know. And then Buffy is wearing this like scarf... It's another ascot. She's got a red jacket. Yeah, red jacket. Her pants match Xander's coat, kind of. (laughs) Great. It's all great. Xander has gotten a lovely Valentine's Day present for Cordelia. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's! (laughs) Yeah, it's all Valentine's Day. Yeah. He gives this weird little speech about how he's still into Buffy, but that's not an option for him. Yep, that's what he does. Yep. To Buffy. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Who takes it just, like, not really talking about it. You know what? That's fine. Yes, yeah, she... I mean, she brushes it off, which I <laughs> guess is what she's been doing 
the whole time. <laughs> Season and a half now, yeah. Season and a half now. Yep. So he's got this nice heart necklace locket thing for, for mm-hmm. Cordy. That's that's all great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they slay a vampire that they were surprisingly underprepared for. It like bursts out of the ground and you're like, you were here waiting for it, but it still surprised you somehow. That bothered me so much too. And Buffy isn't sitting there with a stake at the ready. It's nope. like in her coat, she has to go digging for it. That's why they're there. <laughs> That's the only reason they're there. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. didn't you think, Dave, that this wouldn't be much of a fight scene if <laughs> the vamp popped out, was distracted by Xander, and was immediately staked, right? I think that would have been actually pretty fun. If it pops out, goes to attack Xander, Buffy stakes it, and then continues her conversation with him. Yeah. Because <laughs> ah. this is just business now. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Well, you should write in. Tell them <laughs> to reconsider this scene. <laughs> so it's kind of weird uh, for me that we are now really matching up with the air date for the episodes. It and is weird. Continue forever, but it is almost Valentine's Day here. And we're watching this Valentine's episode and I'm like, oh, okay. This episode came out February 10th. Today is February 11th. Oh, yeah. So I watched it. Yeah. 20 years. Oh, no, 19 years to the day after it was aired. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So weird, right? It was very odd. For some reason, it's disconcerting. Even though it should be, <laughs> like, right and topical. I don't know. But then Xander's wearing a fucking couch, so all bets are off. <laughs> it's like, you, you, you feel like you're comfortable, but you're not comfortable. <laughs> it's the uncanny valley of timing. Oh, I like it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we're going to keep doing that, I assume, until the end of this season, right? Yep. Yeah, that's how these things work. That's how time works, Dave. Oh. All right. So that's basically our cold open. No, well, just before we get out of this, Buffy shortened Xander's name to Zand? Xander's already <laughs> a shortened version of Alexander. There won't be yeah. any name left soon. Well, but she dropped a whole syllable. Yeah. I mean, sil- syllables are hard, Dave. <laughs> but there's not much name left now. Like, <laughs> at what point does she just start nodding and going, you? I mean, he could, she could just start calling him X, Ugh, but that I'm makes so him sound like that. a professor <laughs> or of mutants. he's a third of triple X. Oh, maybe. You know, I don't know enough about triple X to make a joke <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I watched the movie and I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But you watched it the way it should be watched, Dave. Oh, glorious 40X for a total of seven X's. <laughs> It was amazing. So classic. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So yeah, our cold open's done. Good. We cut to the next day. We're at school. Cordy looks 35. That's great. (laughs) She's no longer popular because she's dating Zand. Oh, no. Yeah. Harmony and I guess Harmony's in charge of the gang now. Mm -hmm. The cool chicks. They're basically like telling Cordelia she can't sit with them because she's dating Xander. Right. Nor can she hang out with them. Cordelia's got like plans to go to the dance tonight. She's going to wear red and black. And I'm like, yeah, those are your colors for sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. So Cordelia and Harmony and all the popular girls are all dressed like, I assume, rich girls. Holy Lord. Did you see this girl in her red beret? All red leather outfit. (laughs) But the beret isn't even the same red as the coat. It's the most ridiculous looking person I've seen in years. I just, I couldn't take my eyes off her. I don't really even know what anyone else was wearing. No, I have no idea. I couldn't look at anything else. 
with this red beret girl. She's crazy. She looks ridiculous. <laughs> that is the only fashion note I have from the scene, other than that Cordy's colors are red and black. But, like... That's basically the only note I have for this scene, is that this girl's wearing this insane red outfit. I have no idea what the other girls were wearing. I'm sorry. I'm sure they were there. It was a lot of popular rich girl outfits. And this is like five minutes into the episode where we've already seen Xander wearing most of a couch. This is easily the most outfit notes I've had in episodes upon episodes, Dave. For ratio of outfit notes per regular note... Mm-hmm. This is off the charts. I think it's like two to one for me. <laughs> oh my god. Not quite. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, it's, it's heavy, man. So can we talk about what Buffy's wearing now? Is she wearing another ascot thing over- Wait. Yes! Wait, is this the- Oh, low-cut velour tank top. Yes. Oh my god, I knew it was. Holy shit. So it's a different scarf thing. <laughs> like Dave- Dave, I don't even know if low cut is enough to describe this tank top. It's barely on her. It's it's like about to fall off. I just, I couldn't understand. And yeah, another ascot or something. Like, what's going on? Does she have a hickey? I don't. It's such a bizarre outfit. Holy crap. It's, and it's oh. just one after another in this episode. <laughs> oh, man. It's, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I don't know what her, what, what's she even doing? I don't know what happens in that scene, Dave. All oh, I remember is her shirt. Amy's back and she's doing magic. Oh, Those are the two right. important things. She does some Jedi mind tricks. Amy's back. We haven't seen her since yeah. like, what, episode three of season one? Have we seen her since then? I doubt it. Yeah. Amy's back. We all love her. She's great. Yeah, Amy's cool times. You don't have to know all of the backstory with her to get the gist of this episode, but it helps. It helps, I think, understand their reaction when they learn that Amy is doing magic again, because they're kind of like, Amy <laughs> seems like the last person who should be doing magic. Right. I think it makes sense that she would be. She's probably come out of her shell a bit now that she's not being <laughs> controlled by her crazy mother. Yeah, that, that's a pretty liberating experience now that she can eat brownies again and things. <laughs> Yeah, living the dream, Dave. Uh-huh. So yeah, she Jedi mind tricks the teacher with her magic homework, magic invisible homework. Right. Uh, in front of Xander. <laughs> Why? Why in front of Xander? Why do you not do that at <sighs> the end of class? <laughs> so in her defense, Xander is the only one left in the room and he was really dilly-dallying. So maybe she just thought everyone else was gone, but <laughs> she you just think didn't you notice would him. check. I don't know. <laughs> Well, anyways, for some reason in front of Xander. Yeah. J-Cal's here for some reason, uh, and Ripples is here. That's Giles, a.k.a. Ripper, a.k.a. Ripples. <laughs> oh, no. We're having to explain the nickname Progress. Yeah, like, occasionally. Oh, Just we should, every though, every now yeah. and again, I feel like it's a good idea, because Just otherwise in there. maybe people don't know who we're talking about anymore. <laughs> I actually had this exact thing happen recently where I realized that we hadn't seen Peace Nye in a while. Oh, Peace Nye. And then I realized, how often do we talk about Peace Nye without <laughs> calling him Principal Snyder? And like, I mean, I don't know who else that could be, but still, it's not very audience friendly. <laughs> eh. Eh. Yeah. So we got eh. Ripples and J-Cal here together. Are, they're like broken up now after Ripples was short with her. Right, so I was also confused by this initially, and then I remembered that time that she like lied to them all about how she's a gypsy, and yeah. then they all got mad at her because Buffy, right? So Giles hasn't gotten over that yet. Okay. 
basically. I guess I didn't yeah. realize they were broken up because they were still sort of together. And then Buffy was mad at J. Cal. And then Giles was like, by proxy mad at J. Cal. And I mean, that's still what this is because Giles literally says to her, oh, I can't talk right now. I have to go help Buffy. <laughs> right? I thought that was more like a, I don't want to talk to you. I'd rather go talk to Buffy. Like it's still in support of Buffy. True. Because, like, he has no... I don't think he would be that mad about the lying thing. But, like, if she had said something earlier, maybe this whole angel thing wouldn't have happened. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. Which mostly negatively affects Buffy. So I think Giles is still just trying to look out for the buffster. But we go onwards to the Library of Exposition! (laughs) I hope you are going to do that every time we have exposition in the library from now on. I wouldn't mind it. (laughs) So it turns out that Angel is pretty into Valentine's Day. Yeah, he tends to wreck shit up around Valentine's. Yeah, which sounds like pretty spot on for Angel. Pretty Mm -hmm. scary stuff. He's a creepo. So Giles is like, you might want to take this one a bit easy. Like, take the night off. I'll go out and patrol instead of you. Is that even remotely a good idea? Just considering Angel's plans re-making Buffy insane by killing the people that she's close to? Like, isn't Buffy the safest one? Yes, because she she is not being targeted. Yeah, he actively doesn't want to kill her. He wants to kill people like Giles. Yep. Why would Giles patrol? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, the exposition is all about how Angel's just going to wreck shit up for them. But it's good exposition. Uh, then we go to a delightful scene. We check in with our local Adams family. And it's Valentine's Day, so Spike's gotten Drew. What a pretty necklace. What a pretty necklace. Now, as we're getting into this scene, we're actually going to hit our first segment of the evening. Woo! Little segment that we like to call Three's Company. I'm a knock on a door. Can you remind us what happens in Three's Company? Whatever it is, it can't be good for Spike. (laughs) (laughs) So Three's Company is more of like a meta segment where we're talking about how nice it is that we've now got three bad guys of roughly equal standing. And so they Mm. can have fun scenes just by themselves. Because before, when it was Spike was powerful and Drew was not, it was like Mm -hmm. Spike tells some lesser vampires, go out and kill the Slayer. And Drew's like, ah, I had a vision where the Slayer could be killed. And you're like, okay, (laughs) sure. These are fun scenes, but like, it's not, they're not self-contained. They're really just trying to tie back to the Slayer thing. And I understand that's important to them. But it's nice to just see these guys hanging out and Angel really getting on Spike's nerves and pushing all of his buttons always. Like, that's literally what this scene is about. Yeah. It's about Angel being like, aw, what a cute necklace you got for Drew. Here's a heart I got for her. (laughs) Where does he say he got it from? (laughs) I found it in a quaint little shop, girl. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and then... He puts the necklace on Drew. Oh, it's amazing. Spike is so pissed. Because Spike can't get up and do it himself. Oh, man. Yeah. There's a lot of of tension here. (laughs) 
Man, and Angel, I mean, the fashion notes continue, Dave. <laughs> Angel's wearing, like, a black velvet shirt now that he's evil. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I didn't notice any of the fashion in this one. Drew and Spike are basically wearing their, like, standard outfits. But, yeah, no, Angel's shirt is great. Just briefly, where the fuck are we? Are we still in the factory? Yeah, that's their that's their hang. The factory that Buffy knows about? Yeah, it's their chill hang spot. That one. The- <laughs> <laughs> the factory where everyone knows they hang out all the time. Yeah, it's super chill. So. <laughs> right. I see your point. But if we recall, the last time that Buffy went to that factory, she almost died. Okay. Or like the judge. <laughs> My name is Judge. Right. And is she going to go take on... At this point, she doesn't know Spike is injured. So it's Angel, Drew, and Spike that she'd have to fight all at once in her mind. And I don't know. That seems like a lot. You know what you do? You go to the local construction rental company, (laughs) you rent yourself like a digger or a wrecker of some variety, something that's Uh powered and large, and just Uh. around noontime on a sunny day, which it's going to be in California, you just go and knock down a couple of their walls. You're not wrong. (laughs) From the same perspective, you could make the every vampire starts carrying a gun argument, (laughs) Oh, right, right. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So, <laughs> everyone's dead, no one wins, Dave. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's also convenient for them to know exactly where all the bad people are. If anything ever goes down, they'll be like, oh, let's go back to the factory. The bad guys hang out there. <laughs> Why make them go hide somewhere else that they don't know about? That doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we're going to the Bronze. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Willow is so pumped because her boyfriend is in the band. Dylan's here. The previous <laughs> Chad that Cordy was into, and he is wearing a terrible shirt. It's yeah, it was hard for me to worst. see him over that like white silk shirt he's wearing. <laughs> yep, he's got too too many buttons undone. Oh, mm. I just know that it's Dylan because like he's the singer in the band. Oh, yeah, yeah, he looked he looked kind of different though. I, I mean, I'm sure it's the same guy, but I don't know. Maybe it's his hair. Maybe it's the shirt. Oz has the uh, light, light, I don't know if it's blonde hair that he has sometimes. Mm -hmm. I don't like the light hair. Oh. I prefer the dark hair. White hair, doesn't she? Oh, she calls it his, yeah, his cool hair. (laughs) (laughs) So it's getting picked up on by the characters in, yeah, it's good. I don't really notice it much. I think it makes him look just so different that if you go from like blonde to like dark brown, that's pretty different. And I would think that I'd be very susceptible to this with the whole like Buffy Cordy confusion (laughs) based on hair. I think I do recognize a lot of people primarily by their hair. But there's no one for you to confuse Seth Green with. No, exactly. He's got a very distinctive face too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He sure does. So, uh, Cordy shows up looking oh, so good. Holy hell. Pfft. Yeah, red and black are her colors. So good. She looks amazing. But Harmony Damn. is too cool for Cordy now. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Cordy. You're like, yeah. poor Cordy. You're kind of like, like, why do you give a shit about these people? But I guess we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. No, popularity yeah. is a big thing. And we've been over that in previous episodes with the Invisigirl. It, but Cordy's whole thing was like, oh, I'm popular. You should feel bad for me. I've got so many yeah, friends. Maybe I'm trying to give Cordelia too much depth <laughs> at this stage. But if I was in her position mm-hmm. and I knew that there's this girl who stops the world from ending on occasion, 
I'd probably be like, things like popularity in high school don't seem that important to me anymore. Nah. Nah. <laughs> so Buffy's not at this bronze dance for Valentine's. She's at home with her mom, just chilling. Yeah, and it's at this point that you really start to think to yourself, gee, Buffy, remember all those times Angel's been in your house? Oh my god. Like, why haven't you done something about this? So there's a knock on the front door. No one's there. She goes back. Her mom's gone. Blah, blah, blah. Mom was just out back, who, and she found, like, a present left on their back step. It's a dozen roses with a note that says, soon. <laughs> it's so ominous. It's so Holy good. Fuck. They're in this very, very black box with a huge black bow, and yeah. nothing about it is, like, romantic. It's so creepy. It's so good. And Joyce is kind of like, she's not sure what's going on, but she doesn't she doesn't know what to ask. And no. Yeah, Buffy looks pretty upset, obviously. I wonder why. why? Oh, jeez. Oh, Cordy and Xander meet up at the bronze. Cordy likes the way that Xander looks, and she's crazy. His shirt neck is way too wide. So the jacket he's wearing fits a lot better now, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, his collar is doing some weird 70s thing. Yeah, it's exactly 70s. It's just like out of his shirt and like kicking it on top of his coat. I no, mean, it's yeah, so it's bad. Like, oh, yeah. And, you're, you're, and she's like, oh, you look so good. That makes this so much harder. <sighs> and then... Clearly, she's intending to break up, but she right. lets him talk first. That bad idea, man. Just You don't let the other person talk first. No. No, that's an important <gasps> thing that you have to say. Right? You're like, no, 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 no. I'm going first. You don't want to go first. <laughs> yeah, you really don't. So she breaks up with Sandman, and it's really hard because she also doesn't want to. Like, he's obviously heartbroken. He's just given her this lovely necklace. This isn't what either of them really want, but Cordy thinks it's what she has to do. Because she genuinely thinks that she will be happier being popular. Like, she thinks that is more important to her as, like, a person. She also doesn't realize that she has feelings for Xander in the way that she does. So she thinks, oh, Xander and I fight all the time. Like, this should be pretty easy. The only thing that I'm going to miss is making out with him. But then as <laughs> she's breaking up with him, she's like, oh, this is... Wait... <laughs> I'm feeling different things. <laughs> and I guess that's reasonable because she may not have been aware of stuff like that or been lying yeah. to herself on some level about it. And so, but it's done. It's too late. Mm -hmm. I really felt like Cordy wanted to be a part of the Scooby gang. <laughs> so I was having trouble understanding why she'd want to be one of those popular girls, but whatever. Yeah. Eh. Because, because high school. <laughs> and because this episode demands it to a certain extent. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. God, I swear we've seen this shot of the school before. The outside of the school with the people crossing. God, ah, <laughs> I swear. It's a solvable problem, Dave. You can go and look back. <laughs> or I can entreat our fans <laughs> to find <laughs> the stock clips of the outside of the school and send them Great. to me saying, yes, these Netflix markers... <laughs> So what you're saying steps. is, now that we have fans, you want to exploit them. I would love for them to do this for me. <laughs> I think it'd be great. Uh, it's not a no. <laughs> right. So, Sander gets to school, and because it's high school, everybody knows that he's been dumped. Mm -hmm. They're all kind of poking fun at him. Yeah. Random other students in the hallway. He's just laughing at him. He runs into Amy, though, and he now knows mm -hmm. how to solve his, all of his problems. 
<laughs> he has a really fun line about blackmail being an ugly word. Blackmail is such an ugly word. I didn't say blackmail. Yeah, but I'm about to blackmail you, so I thought I'd bring it up. Uh, this whole time he's staying there talking to Amy, all I could think was that he's just so good looking. How is he such a loser? <laughs> Things just don't work that way, Dave. No. No, man, when he later picks up Cordelia and just starts running around holding her in his arms. Right? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you're a geek that no one wants to hang out with. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, totally buy it. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, he's oh, always wearing these fucking sweaters and jackets and shit. You can't see his arms. That's true. People don't know. Like, wear a People t-shirt, dude. Just, oh. yeah, he- I can't actually imagine him wearing a t-shirt. That's a good point. No, he never shows off the arms. It must be a, it must be intentional, right? He's self-conscious? No, like it'd be too hard to buy as an audience oh. member if you could see his arms. <laughs> yeah, if he's wandering around in a tank top a lot, you're like, yeah. Mm. And no one's thinking, "Oh, that looks good." <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be crazy. So he starts basically telling Amy that he wants her to make Cordelia fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, hold up. This is not okay. Let's let's not do this. And then he says that it's so he can break up with her and put her through the same emotional pain that he felt. Uh-huh. And I'm slightly more okay with that. <laughs> I'm not condoning it. Well, but like later someone says like mass roofie spell. That's that's what it is. If he if he wants her to like fall in love with him so that they can be a couple again, that is fucked up. Yeah, that's so gross, man. Yeah. <laughs> this entire plan though is so juvenile. Like like laughably Ooh, totally. laughably juvenile. Yeah. It's great. It's it is very immature and I mean he's just lashing out because he's very hurt. And probably partially because he doesn't really, he's like, there's no reason for this. He thinks things were going pretty well between them, right? Yeah, he was just getting around to the train of, oh, I actually do have feelings with her. And we sat together without even talking or making out. And it was pretty okay-ish. Exactly. And so then for her to do this at that time, he's confused, Mm -hmm. understandably. And so he's turning to the black arts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a Buffy concept, I'm going to say. Yeah. And you know what, Dave? It's a good reason for a fun episode. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I don't, I have literally no notes about what the next scene is. It's all fashion notes saying that Buffy has <laughs> terrible skirt and bad hair. I don't know what yeah. is happening other than that. I think she talks to Giles <laughs> for some reason. I don't know. Is this when she's wearing the leopard print mini skirt? With a really high slit, yes. Yeah, yeah. So leopard print, we all know how I feel about that. <laughs> Thumbs right. down. You hate cat prints. And giraffe prints. You know, I don't even have anything in here about them talking. Like <laughs> I all I have the next thing I have is Xander going to get Cordelia's necklace. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they talk about. Anyway, Buffy's hair is terrible. It's been like straightened. It looks kind of feathery. It's, oh, it's terrible. It's so early 2000s, late 90s. Mm. When people were jacking up their straightening irons to like the highest possible temperature Holy and just God. frying the shit out of their hair. That's yeah. what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, gross. It's not good. But yeah, something happens in that scene. Listeners, write in to tell us what happened. (laughs) What have we done? (laughs) And Sander goes to get an item of Cordy's to use in the dark magic. 
Right, he needs some sort of personal item, Mm -hmm. which that's pretty reasonable as far as magic goes. He asks for the necklace back Mm -hmm. because he says he wants to sell it or melt it or something. Melt it down, yeah. And to drive home this idea that Cordelia is regretting her choice, potentially, she pretends that the the necklace is in her locker, but is in fact wearing it. But we can't see that she's wearing it beforehand or else it would be too obvious. So she's wearing... Uh, a, it's a dress shirt. Like, it's just a regular it's a dress, dress shirt. shirt. But it looks... Yeah. Uh, she looks 35? I'm That's not fine. a fan. No, it's it's gross. It's no bueno. And, like, so she, so she goes to her locker to pretend to get it, gives it to Xander. And, like, wouldn't he notice how warm it is? Yeah, that was... Is uh, that a weird thing? <laughs> no, that's a point that was brought up when I was watching it. Yeah. Mm. Especially the size of the locket. Something that big is going to take a while to warm up. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, he's not thinking too hard about that, I guess. No. It, I like this. It's really cute that she's still wearing it. Like, she's obviously putting on this face when she's talking to him, but then is a clearly regretting her actions. It's pretty well acted. I like it. No, it's really sweet. And then uh, she gets one good jab in at the end because she's so good at being mean. I forget what Damn. she says. She basically is like, now I don't have to pretend to like it. Aww. Uh, see? It's fucking mean. Aww. It's uh, also just not good for her. She does like it. Anyway, magic I happens. Know. And as such, chemistry happens. Well, Xander's not wearing a shirt, which <laughs> A, ripped as hell. B, yeah. is just funny looking because he's like... <laughs> He's cowering, sitting I in the symbol, yeah. looking very unsure of what's happening. <laughs> this whole ritual is like 100% Xander in over his head. Oh, yeah. Didn't know what he was getting himself into. And is now slowly realizing that shit's bad. <laughs> After Amy was like, you don't want to do this. He's like, no, I have to do this. Yeah, he strong arms her into it and she's like, okay. <laughs> and yep, this is the result. If you say so. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So next day after the spell, Xander goes up to Cordy and her friends and is like, hey, Cordy, you love me now, right? And she's like, uh, no, whatever, man. (laughs) You're being really, really weird. And he's like, ugh, stupid spell didn't work at all. Right. He goes to the library and Buffy corners him in a scene that really makes me uncomfortable as she starts coming on to him. Really hard. At some point, Buffy is, is is trying to find out what it was that Angel used to do on Valentine's Day to, like, mentally prepare herself for it. Oh, that must have been the Giles scene. <laughs> maybe. And, and so, like, they're looking through the Watcher Diaries, and they're, like, finding the information about Angel that would actually be in the Watcher Diaries. Right, yes. Right, he nailed yeah. a puppy to a tree. Oh, well, he nailed a puppy to question mark. (laughs) Buffy doesn't know where the puppy was nailed to because she doesn't want to know. I don't think question mark is the most horrifying part of that. Oh, oh, unless it is. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't think too hard about it. Okay. uh, uh. Yeah. Now she's... uh, Nope, move on. Now she's coming on to Buffy doesn't have a puppy. No. He shows up. She wants to hang out with him alone so they can drown their sorrows together. And then he makes a gross joke and she's super into it. Yeah. And this is our first clue that something is amiss. Okay, her lipstick is way too peach. It And her face is too tanned, so her lips just disappear. And like, as a guy, my lips are far more prominent than this. It's just weird to see a human with no lips. Their mouth is just a slit in their mouth, and you're like, whoa. I mean, your your description's pretty disgusting, yeah, so. That's exactly what it looks like, listeners. Trust me on this. Painting a visual 
visual picture for the, the listener. It's great. Uh-huh. Amy shows up as yeah. Buffy's being weird and Xander's not not okay with things, really. They're, like, getting close to kissing. Yeah. And then Amy barges in. Right. <sighs> So wait, has Xander already tried to barricade the library yet, or is that later? No, okay. that's later. <laughs> okay, good. Just making sure. I'm pretty sure it's in my notes for later. Yeah, I got confused, because that happens a couple times. So yeah, Amy is like, oh, Xander, I need to talk to you about the spell. Mm-hmm. And they go outside the library, they're, they're talking. <laughs> they keep showing shots of Buffy inside <laughs> the library. Why is she biting so many things, Dave? <laughs> like... She's biting her lip, and then I think she's biting her hair. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Amy also wants to get it on Xander. Let's make no bones about that. <laughs> we quickly learn that all the girls are in love with Xander. And this brings us into our second segment of the evening, Happy Campers. Pretty fishy what happened to me on that ladder. You mean where there's a fish, there could be a penguin. But wait! It happened at sea. See? See for Catwoman. That exploding shark was pulling my leg. The Joker. It all adds up to a sinister riddle. Riddle-er. Riddler? The four of them. Their forces combine. Holy nightmare. Oh. All right, so this is going to be a bit harder. What is uh. Happy Campers all about? Emphasis on the camp. Um... This is a fun, campy episode? That's, yeah. Yeah, you know what? You're not far off the mark. Because (laughs) you have those two words, fun and campy, right? Uh Uh-huh. Like, we've had camp episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer earlier in the season, but then we had phases and this. There's such a Mm -hmm. different tone from the darkness of surprise and innocence, but at the same time, they're really fun and... They're still good. They're good, yeah. I think, yeah, that's the difference. <laughs> I think I said it last episode, but this is what they were trying to do all along with Buffy, and they just failed so badly. They did. I don't know who figured it out or how they figured it out, but they have figured it out at this point. Now, that's not to say that there are going to be some more duds, but no. going forwards, there are a lot of like episodes that, I don't want to use the word silly, mm-hmm. but are a bit campier, that are just so much fun. Buffy is a silly show in a lot of ways, though, and they do it pretty well. And it's nice that we can have that. We can have episodes that are very serious and then follow them up with episodes like this. And it is still the same show and Mm -hmm. you're not losing anything. You're just having variety in the season. So the things that I've identified that make it better, things are happening is the biggest one. Like Reptile Boy is such a bad episode because nothing happens in it. And that applies a lot to Bug Trubs and Robo Boyfriend too. Like very little happens in them. This one jam-packed with this shit happening and it's great the dialogue is another big one yeah that's very true they have fun dialogue in this and that's great and then try to think of a single relationship that in this episode is not advanced in some way they hit j cal and giles angel and buffy oz and willow xander and cordy are there other relationships happening I mean, Xander and everyone, really. Drew and Spike, even. They hit everything. They update us on things. They have the arc continuing under the themes of this episode. And it's done so well. God, it makes it such a fun episode where things have still happened. And it's great. Yeah. 
And yeah, because like if this episode didn't happen, next episode, you'd be like, wait, why are these people acting this way towards each other? Like, you need it. And Mm -hmm. like, that's how it should be. (laughs) It should be continuous within the arc of the season. But they didn't have that in a bunch of other episodes. Or they didn't have enough relationships to be developing them in the right way. And so the episodes just feel empty. That could be part of it, yeah. Yeah. This episode's a good time. And it's super campy. Yeah, I really like the really campy ones. Oh, yeah. They're fun. Yeah. Buffy does it well. It's so fun. Yeah. (laughs) So Xander gets home. (laughs) Right. Oh, boy. (laughs) He's trying to do the right thing by hiding Uh (laughs) from everyone. And who should be in his room but a pantsless Willow? Willow is in his bed. She has no pants on. It's a real lack of pants. pants Yep. This is another one where I'm made really (laughs) uncomfortable, though. Ugh. I get what they're going for, but mostly it's just weird for me. It's gross, and Xander doesn't do anything to act like it's not gross. No. Like, he is horrified, he wants no part of it, and then he runs away again. Yeah, he does generally the right thing. Yes, and he he struggles, like, earlier on, before, like, as he's sort of realizing what's happening with Buffy and with everyone, he has a moment where, like, he's sad because he kind of, like, part of him believed it. Right. But he still makes the right choice. Yeah. Once he realizes that these people are not in control of their actions, it's all because of him that this is happening. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit, everything's fucked. (laughs) On the other hand, I'm pretty sure this is a Saved by the Bell episode. (laughs) Like, where (laughs) Zack just has all of the girls falling in love with him at some point. I think in that one they're faking it, but I'm pretty sure he tries to get Kelly to... (laughs) Like, love him to go to the dance or something. And then everyone's just, like, chanting his name and trying to get him to go to the dance with them until he's learned his lesson. Oh, jeez. So, good episode. Much better done than the Saved by the Bell episode, but still possibly a Saved by the Bell episode. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. Where did Xander sleep? Because we are at the next day at school. You know, are we, though? Actually, we have to be. We have to be. I don't know. I don't know where he went. That's a good question. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, we're at the next day at school, and Xander comes clean to Giles, and now, oh man, I am getting such fun visions of an episode where it's like Xander and Giles have to work together to crack the case, because (laughs) as they figure out, all of the women are attracted to Xander, right? Yep. And initially, Giles seems kind of skeptical that this is what's happening. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, until Jenny walks in to try to have a conver- like a serious conversation with Giles about what's going on. And she just can't stop touching Xander. Her hand on Xander's arm. And it just it stays there and then just starts stroking his arm as she's ta- trying to talk to Ripples. Just fucking dying uh, oh, so yeah so funny <laughs> so giles believes xander uh-huh. <laughs> he's so pissed but in this show michaela who gets things done is it the guys that get things done in this it's show really not it's so not they're all incompetent i love it so just like you got the b team they are the only ones that are left <laughs> <laughs> and they have to start solving everything. Uh, so, I mean, Giles is good at figuring out how to solve things, uh-huh. but he doesn't really implement those solutions no, so much. No, it's the doers. Like, the doers yeah. are all women. <laughs> and so to have them just, an entire gender is taken out of commission. 
<laughs> and fun will be had, Dave. Oh, yeah. It, oh, it's, fun. This mostly pays off. Although Giles does get much more angry at Xander than I was anticipating, but for good reason, you know? Because what, I mean, yeah, what Xander has done is incredibly dangerous. Oh, it's so reckless. And he didn't realize that it was going to be this dangerous, right? No. And this wasn't ever his intention, but again, black magic, yeah. witchcraft. Right. So it's here that Giles runs away to try to solve the problem, eventually coming back to pull Jake Calloway with him <laughs> and tell Xander to hole up, I guess, like in the library. So Xander barricades the door. This might be my favorite. I was so excited when he tries to barricade the door and then Buffy opens it because it swings both fucking ways. I was like, it's paying off. He puts a card catalog in front of mostly one of the doors to stop it from swinging inward. So she pulls the other door out and has a clear path into the library still. Oh, yeah. <gasps> oh, it's so good. This, yeah. And, Dave, this episode, I swear to God, Buffy's found a use for one of her trench coats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this trench coat is ridiculous, though. Because it's, like, super shiny. It looks like it's black satin. Well, so Xander calls it a raincoat. But that's like, not that's true. But, like, that's the sexiest raincoat I've ever Holy seen. Holy God, yeah. <laughs> so she's wearing this trench coat and shoes and not yep. a lot else. The implication is that that's it. Nothing else, yeah. Uh, yep. Cool. <laughs> Yep. So she starts going on, coming on to Xander, who is actually very gentlemanly, because, like, this is wrong, right? So he's yeah. trying to back away from her. She's being very aggressive, and luckily for them, <laughs> I guess, Amy shows up, uh -huh. Buffy punches her in the face, <laughs> and I just have a lot of questions about why Amy's face isn't caved in. Because she's a you know? black magic user? Amy's face is pretty fucked up, though. <laughs> From a single punch? Like, she's got a bloody nose right I off guess. the bat. I don't and know. And she has, like, I think her like her lip is cut, right? Yeah. Well, she's pissed about this, and so she comes <laughs> back with a sweet spell. And transforms Buffy into a rat. <laughs> yeah. I do love the magic in this show when Amy's, mm -hmm. like, getting pissed, and her eyes turn black, and she's swirling her hands around and saying... That is Hecate, work thy will. Uh-oh. Before thee, let the unclean thing crawl! Like, oh shit, yes. Yeah, no, super serious. Like, mm -hmm. you're taking that seriously, for sure. Amy, like, she has no materials. She just casts this spell. How powerful is she? Yeah, it's just a verbal and, what, somatic? No materials component. Yeah, no materials. I mean, I guess it depends on the spell, right, Dave? Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the transformation into a rat spell. Yeah, pretty easy to cast. Do you know why she was transformed into a rat? No. According to our friend Tay-Tay. Oh, God. <laughs> Is this Taylor Kingston? Did you not read Taylor Kingston's review? No, I forgot. Well, according to Tay-Tay, Buffs is turned into a rat so that Sarah Michelle Gellar could be on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Now, is this true? I didn't fact check it. <laughs> Why would you need any facts other than those that Taylor Kingston, star IMDb reviewer, provides for you? Dave, I'm so excited to read this review to you at the end of the episode. I can't believe oh, you didn't read it. It's Jesus. amazing. Oh, God. <laughs> it completely slipped my mind. Oh, don't worry. I'm on it. Okay. I'm obsessed, too. Good. 
All right. So yeah, there's a girl fight. Cordy's out in the hallway and she's getting confronted by all the popular girls who are mad that she slighted Xander and hurt Xander's feelings. Like, you gotta feel bad for Cordelia at this point. Oh my god, so bad for her. (laughs) They hate her because she's dating Xander. Then she breaks up with Xander and they hate her because she broke up with Xander. And she's like, what do I have to do for you people? Yeah. Oh man. And yeah, they're like mobbing her. It's very, maybe very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I was very concerned for her, even though I knew she'd be fine. So, so yeah, Xander and Giles are both looking for Rat Buffy, right? They are. They they've seen her like kind of go behind one of the bookshelves, mm-hmm. and they're they're trying to capture Rat Buffy out of nowhere. <laughs> comes Seth Green and punches Xander right in the face. <laughs> and of course, Rat Buffy uh, escapes at this point. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a lot of good, like, person-to-person fighting in this episode. Yeah, everyone's hitting everybody, Dave. It's really fun. Spectacular. So yeah, Oz is pissed because he was on the phone with Willow all night, who was crying over Xander, and it left him with the desire to punch Xander. Yeah, he's pretty confused about exactly what's going on, but he (laughs) does want to have punched him. And then he did, and now he's like, okay, now what's happening? (laughs) They're friends again. Uh-huh. So, I don't know if you noticed how big Oz's shirt was in this scene, but <laughs> I'm telling you, Dave. I didn't look for it. All he does is wear big shirts. Well, it's not a long sleeve shirt, it's a short one. Oh. So, like, but it's just so billowy. Anyways. <laughs> He's a small human, man. He has to have mm-hmm. big shirts. Oh. Right. So, they put Oz on rat duty. <laughs> AKA Fine Buffy Patrol. And I'm just like, why is Oz being given this job? And I why? realized. It's because we have three male characters who are available for this. We have Xander, who's being chased by women. We have Giles, who has to try to figure out how to save Xander. And we have Oz. Therefore, Oz is on rat duty. That's so good. They have so few options for teams. Like... Like, okay, imagine an episode where Oz, Xander, and Giles are all taken out of commission. Nothing changes in terms of the efficacy of the team. Yeah, same old, same old. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so Xander has to lock himself away. So he goes, saves Cordy, picking her up out of, like, this mob of people and running away with her in his arms. That's crazy. Huh. Gets outside of the school, though. It's so crazy. And there's just a mob waiting for him. A mob of angry women. And Willow has a fire axe. Yep. And you're like, somebody needs to get this axe out of the mix. There's going to be a serious injury here. Yeah, that's not. like Because everyone is, like, just straight up crazy at this point. They all are in the boat of, if I can't be with you, Xander, then you should die. Right. Like, that's, that's, in their mind, is, like, the... The alternative. The options are you be with me or you don't be alive, which is super crazy. So Xander and Cordy eventually run away and for some reason go to Buffy's house. I don't know why. They know Buffy won't be there. She's <laughs> yeah. a rat, so. Uh, anyway, I, yeah. they're at Buffy's house. I do not know the reason why. And <laughs> my prediction from last episode, my half-remembered Joyce coming on to Xander <laughs> comes true. Yo, Joyce is smooth as fuck. Holy shit. And then, so she tells Cordy to go away to do something. Immediately! And she does it. So it's just 
Xander and Joyce in the room. She starts coming on to him. Cordy eventually comes back down and is like, what the fuck's happening? Joyce's line about, Cordelia, go back upstairs. This is between us. Holy shit. And then so Cordelia sort of strong arms are outside and she's doing these like really amazing crazy eyes oh, through the, the window in the door. Oh, so I love good. that Cordy throws Joyce out of her own house. <laughs> her own house, yeah. So then, inexplicably, Dave, they go up to Buffy's room. Why? And this episode is just full of things we've always wanted to happen. Right? <laughs> they're climbing in your windows and they're snatching your people up, Dave. So they're in Buffy's bedroom because it's obviously the safest place. No, it's not. Xander's <laughs> weapons. Leaning out of the window to check where the mob <laughs> is. And yeah, Angel <laughs> just comes up and is like, boo. And pulls him right out. He snatches him. He snatches him. Oh, so good. And then, I mean, throws him off of a second story onto his back. Oh, that's a spinal injury for sure. Well, and you don't just stand up from that. You are winded as fuck. And you have a spinal injury, but yeah. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. All of these things are correct. So Angel decides that Xander is going to be the nice present that he leaves Buffy for Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Happy Valentine's. And Mm. instead, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Drusilla comes and saves Xander because she's in love with him. (laughs) So good. It's so good. It's the scene you didn't know you wanted, Dave. I had no clue that I wanted this scene. But once it got into it, oh... It was amazing. She's so protective of him. She's going to turn him into a vampire to make him safe. Of course, right? Like, and she's like, oh, we can be together forever then. Won't that be great? Oh, my God. So good. So the mob shows up. Yeah. To sort of save Xander from Drusilla in a way. Xander and Cordy run into the basement of the Summer's house as the mob shows up. So they're back where their whole relationship started, actually. Which is, I mean, maybe that's why they went to Buffy's house, because it is sort of like a nice circle for them. Yeah, it's bookending it. I think it's nice thematics. Just a brief moment. Drusilla is there. Uh-huh. All these other women are there looking for Xander. Isn't she going to just kill them all? <laughs> Like, what did she just murder every last one of them? She has a fun scene where she tries to run into the house and the force field keeps her out. And Angel's just like, yeah. oh, that sucks. Done it. And he's like really confused and very put off by the fact that she's showing Xander all this affection. So yeah. he's all snarky about her inability to get in the house. It's right. Good. Uh, Oz is still <sighs> looking for Buffy in the school basement and basically will be forever. Yep, how are you going to find basically. a rat down there? But they don't have anyone right. else to, to do this job. So. Nope. It falls to Oz. <laughs> Literally only Oz. Holy fuck. So good. Right. So while all this is happening, Giles has basically made Amy help him <laughs> reverse this spell. She does not want to. Nope. But yeah, they're going to do something. Okay. So Michaela. Yeah. Xander and Cordy are in the Summer's House basement, which we know has a door that maybe locks. They were in here when they were hiding from Bug Guy and, like, taped up the door and stuff. So they're barricading it to stop the mob from getting in. And this this pulls us into our final segment of the evening, a little segment I like to call Barely Cades. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is the music. Of a people who will not be slaves again When the beating of your heart 
echoes the beating of the drums. There is a life about to start when tomorrow comes. <laughs> is it about how shitty everybody's barricades are in this show and in specifically this episode? Every single episode that there's been a barricade put up, it's been shit. Whether or not it worked, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. In this episode, it's full of them not working because they really the don't show work. writers realized what we wanted from 20 years in the future. <laughs> oh, they knew. They're smart. I get it. Okay. So yeah, Xander and Cordy are like putting up strips of wood across this door so that when it opens, <laughs> it'll run into the wood and the mob will be able to get in. But they have to run away because knives are starting to come through the door. The fucking door opens outwards. Yep, it sure <laughs> does. And like, they're nailing these two by fours onto the door frame. <laughs> And you're just like, there had to be a better way to do this. Oh, it's I don't so know. Good. It's such an it's ineffective gag. barricade. I love it. <laughs> they just, they try to barricade it from the wrong side. Oh, it's yeah. so good though. Holy shit. They're doing the magic while well, this is happening. Yeah. Xander and Cordelia are in peril. Rat Buffy is in peril. Uh-huh. There's a, there's a mouse trap or whatever. Right. And then Giles and Amy break the spell. Rat Buffy transforms back into Buffy, who should probably at least have a mousetrap on her foot. <laughs> I was really waiting for the snap and her to stand up and be yeah. like, ow, and shake it off of her fingers. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. Instead, she's just awkwardly naked. And you're like, Seth Green, give her your gigantic your shirt. gigantic shirt. She asks for some clothes and he's, he's like, I'll be right back. You're like, no, you're wearing two shirts. Like, <laughs> Give her one. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. Why do you have that shirt if you're not gonna... Uh, anyway. And then, yeah, they break the other spell right before Cordelia and Xander are about to be killed by this mob. <laughs> the best explanation that they have is scavenger <laughs> hunt. Like, gas leak, it's... PCP, all of these are things that we've seen before and would work much yeah. better. Scavenger hunt. No, oh man. Yeah. Apparently, people remember though what they were doing. <laughs> well, Buffy remembers. Yeah. So then that makes you think that everyone in Sunnydale just these kind of things happen and they just <laughs> kind of brush it off, I guess. And this is sort of the episode that we're watching, right? Like, don't think about yeah. it too much. It's a fun, campy episode that is a lot of fun to watch. So you don't have to ask these hard questions. You just get to laugh at how inept the barricades are. Yeah, that's and that's fine. I'm fine with all of that. Our button on the episode is Xander and Cordy having a makeup scene. For some reason, the tone of the last scene really bothered me a lot. Oh, how so? I don't know what it... it I think it's whenever they do that, like, stereotypical happy music and, like, the sun is shining, everything's great. I don't know why that bothers <laughs> me, but it always does. It just seems... That might be a Michaela <sighs> problem. <laughs> That's, that's all right. I now, got lots of those. I've complained no before about that happening. There was one episode that was really sitcom-y piano music to cap it off. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that was, oh, that was a terrible way to end. It's not, not as bad as that. It just, I don't know. I guess ending things is hard. Mm -hmm. Whatever. So Cordelia basically chooses to be Xander's girlfriend rather than be popular. Right. It's and the bottom line. I don't think they kiss. I was I was excited for them to kiss again, obviously. They're wearing super coordinated outfits. <laughs> Which is <laughs> odd, given that, you know, they wouldn't have been coordinating. Nope. 
Because, like, Xander's shirt is, like, a yellow pattern, and Cordelia's wearing a lot of yellow, and the yellows are pretty similar, I have to say. Mm -hmm. It's lucky. It's a lucky break for them. But, yeah, that's the button on our episode. That's the end of it. Yeah, what a fun time. What a fun time. So, just quickly, you enjoyed this episode, right? Oh, I love this episode. Honestly, I didn't want to talk it up too much, because (laughs) I wanted you not to know how good of a time it was. I had mixed feelings going into it and like seeing how it was starting to play out. I wasn't quite sure, but man, this is a good episode. It and phases are just like two sides of the same coin. I don't know. They're great. Peas in a pod. Well, your your friend Tay-Tay, as Lord. I'm now calling him, oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> agrees. Oh, good. So this review is entitled, The One Where the Girls Love Xander. Oh, Jesus. I love this episode. It's one of my all-time favorite episodes from this season and the entire series. All right. And then there's a little synopsis. Yeah. Best part of the episode, when Willow tries to seduce Xander. What? Worst part of the episode, when Miss Calendar tries to seduce Xander. What? <laughs> Overall, I give this episode a 10 out of 10, which in my ratings book is freaking redonkulous. What? <laughs> God, I thought I knew what crazy was. (laughs) You don't. You know that you don't. So, like, in my mind, those two things are, like, if you flipped those, I'd be like, yeah. That's a reasonable review. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that comes out of the mouth or the hands of a sane person. (laughs) This, though. (laughs) Like, Miss Calendar is so funny. Like, Jenny kills it in that scene. It's amazing. Like, her and Joyce are the best ones in terms of, like, coming on to Xander. They are (laughs) the funniest. Oh, they're so fun. And then, yeah, the thing with Willow is very sad, right? It's so creepy, too. Yeah. Because they're like brother and sister in a lot of ways, and it's she's being controlled, and it's not... No, Taylor, why? Why would you do this? Yeah, these are feelings that she already kind of had, but, like, Willow would never act this way, and, like, this is Xander basically having to reject her again, and it's very uncomfortable. At the end of the episode, Willow is mad at Xander for what he's done, and rightly so, and, like, cannot talk to him. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it's fucked up. That's oh, bad. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. All right, Michaela, what was your favorite outfit from this episode? It'll be hard to choose. I think I know what it's going to be. <sighs> it's, it is very difficult, Dave. I have to say that from a purely looking amazing perspective, I really have to go with Cordelia and her Valentine's Day dress. Oh, wow. All right. She just looks so good. She looks I just couldn't. Jaw droppingly like, amazing. I couldn't get over how, how she's just not 17. Right? Holy right? crap. Like, uh, yeah, she is a peer of ours, and that's for damn sure. Right? I was so sure it was either going to be the girl in the all red. <laughs> the beret. Fucking yeah. beret. Or <laughs> Buffy's, like, really, really low cut velour tank top. Spaghetti strap tank top. And those are great choices, Dave. This is just an episode devoted to fashion. But yep. as far as, like, leaving an impression on me, I just, I just couldn't get over it. All she right. just looked so good. Yeah. Yeah, she did. <sighs> okay, what's happening next episode, though? The next episode is called Passion. Okay. I don't want to tell you anything about it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing? It is very angel-focused. Okay. I don't want to tell you anything else. I don't I don't know what happens. Netflix was very, very much trying to show me what happened. Oh, fucking Netflix. Holy shit. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for us here at Welcome to the Hellmouth. 
If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us at beyondvenue.hellmouth at gmail.com. That is in the show notes for this show. And please do email us. We really love hearing from you. If you'd like to reach out to us personally, though, you can always hit us up on Pinterest. I'm on there at David Pinley. And Michaela? Oh my god! How am I supposed to compete? <laughs> That's right, motherfucker, what you got? I'm at Pin Pusher. Mm, all right, well, hashtag those pins. Welcome to the <laughs> Hellmouth, so we know you came from the show. <laughs> uh, this episode will also be posted on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. And until next week, farewell from the, the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth? Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hellmouth.